Welcome back to the Snod Pod with your mortgage resource, John Snodgrass, where we're talking real estate, mortgages, plumbing, and beyond. Um, I've got Brian Fitzpatrick in here. From He's the Director of Operations at uh, Mr. Holland's Services, and he's also a master plumber. Uh, Brian, hey, thanks for coming in today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is yeah. exciting. <laughs> You're welcome, man. Snob Pot. Yeah. Um, so I like to just kind of start out the podcast to kind of just hear your your journey. Like, you know, I, I remember we've been friends for 25 years, went yeah. to Toast together. Um, and I remember very early on, uh, maybe late teens, 20, somewhere around there, you, you know, you, you decided to become a plumber. I guess, t- t- tell me about your journey to where you're at right now. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, uh, graduated high school just like a lot of people do. And, uh, I, you know, I did go to college, uh, right out of high school briefly. Um, took about a year of college for me to really figure out that that's, that's not where I belonged. And uh, as a kid, you know, we were always working on things in the house and, you know, always encouraged to sort of try to fix your own stuff, right? And um, uh, my father actually suggested to think about maybe plumbing. I think he maybe saw something in maybe what I did. Or, sure. And um, I did go to a, what they call the preparatory plumbing class that was offered at a community college in, in town here. Okay. And outside of that, um, it kind of gave me a springboard into the into the plumbing trade. Okay. So, and uh, you know, outside of that, you you basically had to get an apprenticeship. And once you're registered with the state and you get an apprenticeship, you can um, got to serve so many hours. You got to achieve so many goals. Um, it's a five year process for a plumber. It's a five year process for an electrician. Um, and outside of that, you have to take a state exam, which qualifies you to be called a journeyman of those two trades. Um, you can then obviously take it further and you can continue your education. You can continue to learn and eventually take a, another exam through the state, like a lot of accreditation that takes place with the state. You got to you know, take an exam. And then uh, after that, if you pass that one, you can call yourself a a master of the trade. That's also a master plumber. Correct. In your case. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how it might apply to other arenas. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I guess with any any sort of uh, profession out there, you know, plumbing is, is, no, is not really unique when it comes to, you know, you learn, um, you learn principles, you learn the foundations of all these things. Um, by no means does a master plumber know everything about anything, right? Considering when it's coming to plumbing. It's some of these you know, what you learn is how to navigate sort of to get to the results. You don't have to know the answer. You don't have to know sort of everything out there, but you definitely know how to, you have to know how to navigate through things. And I think that that really transcends any profession, right? If you, if you don't know the answer, you can find it or you can know how to go get it. Sure. So kind of, it sounds like I'm, I'm hearing like kind of humble or, you know, humility, like, Hey, I don't know, even though I'm a master plumber, I don't know any, I know everything. I think it's almost impossible. Right. And, and especially too, in America, you know, plumbing is regional, right? We, we're cold up here. We, we have to bury our pipes deeper than they do in Florida and other places. And so there's unique sort of scenarios that play out in each region that, that I'm accustomed to, but if you were to get somebody from a different region, they would need to sort of pick up on that stuff. So, okay. So let's kind of transition into, Hey, I'm a new homeowner. Um, you know, first time homeowner. I don't know anything. 
Yeah. Um, you're super happy and you're excited, ah, you know. But like, what, what kind of advice are you given, or would you give to a first-time homebuyer, you know, in the plumbing realm, or, or I know you, you're director of operations of, you know, Mr. Holland Services, so you guys cover electrical and, and other stuff. What, what kind of tips or, or stuff would you? Well, you know, when you're going into a new home, obviously you're going to have a house inspection, right? You're going to have an inspector come through and sort of flag the things that they find that are maybe some somewhat interesting or need to be looked into further. Um, after the sale. Um, you can either sort of use that inspection report and maybe go through some of those items depending on how the sale was made. Um, but also then you kind of need to sort of, a house has a, a, has a sort of entity as itself, right? It's got characteristics. You know, um, certain drains act a certain way. Certain electrical outlets act a certain way. You know, this light flickers. I think getting to know those items takes some time, right? And then I think putting a plan together as a, as a couple or a single person to sort of you know, put a list together of what you're going to maybe a tackle first, second, last um, is a very important piece. You know, again, people that have newer homes under 10 years, you know, there's still stuff that needs to be done yeah. to those homes. I'm thinking a couple of things that I've run into where, you know, hey, there's, you know, the drain is starting to clog in the, um, in the shower. So like, should I be using any liquid type thing to put, put it down there? Because, you know, yeah, I'm kind of a hairy dude and, you know, some <laughs> stuff gets clogged, you know? You definitely want to steer clear of certain chemicals, right? Yeah. Um, real quick story about, you know, plastic pipe is, is made up of, of chemicals. One of those chemicals is chlorine. Ironically, some of these drain products that people are sort of getting from home centers, they actually contain things that sort of manipulate or dissolve chlorine. So some sort of acid or things of that nature, you really want to steer clear of adding that to a drain because yeah. you actually can compromise even PVC, which these days people kind of deem as you know indestructible. Yeah. Um, not true when it comes to certain chemicals. Now, drains themselves... Um, you know, it's comparable, honestly, to the human sort of, you know, digestive system where drains have sort of digestive qualities that they can take on certain amount of soaps, fats, oils, greases. Um, but yet you can, it, it's like a probiotic, right? You're going to want to keep your drain to, to, to digest these things and, and process them. Putting chemicals down there like a bleach or something can actually kill that sort of biological and it actually causes backups that are, take place worse. worse. Okay. Um, so some of those products are a little gimmicky, right? Yeah. Yeah. They do make chemical products these days that are sort of probiotics for drains. Okay. And, and that's something that we would encourage people to definitely do research on and find. Okay. Okay. But don't necessarily pour you know, your standard stuff down there. No. And in fact, a lot of that's, I, I don't know. I've never heard of a lot of people that had a lot of success with some of those okay. products long-term. Yeah, it's usually short-term. It's extremely short-term. It's yeah. extremely sort of uh, get you through the day, uh, Band-Aid, not, yeah. not permanent fixes. Yeah. Um, so I remember I was, you know, when I was living, we were both living on the east side off of Brady Street. I got my first condo and I'm like, I'm going to try to put this toilet in by myself and you were like, John, no. don't do it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do it. <laughs> I'm going, I'm, I'm on YouTube. Um, what, what are some projects, you know, basic projects where you're like, hey, you know, go on YouTube. You, you can do some certain things, but hey, let me, you should be talking to an expert for certain things. Absolutely. You know, we, we're, tradesmen these days are not mad or sort of upset when, when customers want to try things on their own. In fact, 
Um, I've said this a number of times. Those are those customers actually understand what what we're up against better. Yeah. Um, therefore, it's a little easier for us to explain what we're going to have to go through to, to to achieve whatever we're working on. Yeah. Um, but I I you know these days with with videos available with, with YouTube available, um, we're okay with if you if you had a you know, uh, uh, a little bit of a mechanical background and you wanted to sort of put a new toilet in for yourself, go for it. Yeah. Right. Um, not me. Yeah. Certain <laughs> people probably shouldn't touch it. <laughs> um, but you know, we're, we're okay with that. I think that's a misconception that tradesmen kind of get mad about that. We don't, yeah. um, we don't want to sort of, uh, do things and have you pay us for things that you could possibly do on your own. Sure. Um, we know where our sort of position in society lies and, yeah. and we're comfortable with that. What what are the most common calls you're getting, you know, for plumbing, either emergencies or just like regular, you know, calls? A lot of stuff we see is uh, from an emergency sort of demand standpoint, um, water heaters leaking, major leaks in the basement, um, sewer backups that are, you know, kind of catastrophic. Yeah. You know, those are things that we see and, you know, it's um, how people sort of stumble upon them Mm -hmm. is also sort of interesting. You know, I've, we've heard stories where people, you know, I haven't been in the basement in two or three days and when they go down, there's, it's a mess. Well, I remember when I bought my place, I called you, so six years ago, um, and I told you how old the water heater was and you're like, John, you should really consider replacing it you know it looks like maybe a year or so sometimes they can go longer and i'm like nah i think it's good you know the you know previous homeowner i think (laughs) handled it you know well and then right after i finished my basement renovation within a week sunday night it breaks it fails and so going back to what you were kind of talking about you know new homeowners like you know to take the advice of, of maybe the home inspector yeah. or in your case, I work with Holland service, you know, I'm on the, the club or the VIP, Correct, right? yeah. a little extra where you guys come out once a year and yep. check everything. How important is it for checkup on things each year? It's extremely important. Um, from a plumbing perspective, you know, you can, you, you can't necessarily foresee the future. I don't have a crystal ball to tell you when something's going to break. Um, but there are certain things that we can sort of pin down a time frame of what their longevity or lifespan is. And, you know, those are, they usually hold pretty true, right? Um, industry pretty much tells you 10 years for a water heater is, is yeah. when you should be cons- considering to think about replacing it. Um, from a home buying perspective, um, if you're walking into someplace and, you know, the heater's 25 years old, that should be something that you probably bring up. And um, we're sort of negotiate uh, to, to either take care of it yourself or however the sale is going to go through. Yeah, um, we see that a lot. Actually, we're we're a part of a lot of sort of sales of homes where you know they somebody flagged the heater right, yeah. and they they want it taken out and replaced, and that's just good practice. Yeah, you know, um, from a maintenance aspect, from HVAC, yeah. there are certain things. Uh, in HVAC equipment that the manufacturer requires some certified person, right, to do annual maintenance to maintain a warranty. Yeah. So if the house is changing hands yeah. um, and, you know, somebody put a, a sort of an inspection report on the side of the furnace, you know, pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, if it's under warranty, that could be a, a sort of a facilitation of a warranty. Yeah. So those are definite things you want to look at. Yeah. Definitely when you're moving into the new home. Yeah. So. So we're going to wrap this episode in a minute or two, um, and then we'll, we've got so much more to talk about. Um, but you've you've told me some funny stories over the year, where, years where you, you get a call. I don't know if you can share 
a story or sure, two yeah. quick, you know, somewhat quick. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I remember drain calls. I was a drain, I was a drain guy for a long time. And, you know, we, uh, we used to go on just anything when the drain was plugged and, you know, I've seen, I remember one where someone was, had family over and they were, uh, they were treating their garbage disposal like it was a garbage can. <laughs> okay. And, and when we got there, you know, it, it, we're not, and, and it's funny because we always have to ask a lot of questions, right? And people think, well, what are you, what are you getting at? The drain's plugged, just fix yeah. it, right? Yeah. We're <laughs> like, well, we want to know what extent we, we want to, what we're dealing with here, yeah, we, right? We want to be, you know, plan for it before we get there. Yeah. Do I need to bring dynamite? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that's one of the things where, you know, and so I remember pulling um, all sorts of bones and, and just chicken <laughs> stuff and like, you know, and, and you can't get it all out, right? Yeah, and so you just yeah. don't, you, you're questioning, well, how much did you put in there? Yeah. And again, we're not trying to sort of embarrass anyone. Right, right. It's just you're that diagnosing we just need that. to know what, how, to what extent did this go on for, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. And so what was it? It was a full chicken that they, they, they tried to sort of force down a drain, and they got it sort of halfway down, right? But it, at that point, that was uh, that was it for that drain. So, wow. like a rotisserie chicken, like a like a small like a Cornish hen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Cornish. <laughs> all right, that's a great story. Well, all right, we got so much more to talk about. I want to talk about like generators, yeah, um, and much much more. Absolutely. Um, you know, some heating stuff. I got some questions because I just had a problem with my furnace that your guys just told me about. Yep. Um, all right. Well, this has been a great kind of first episode. Uh, I guess first, you know, the biggest take, don't put a rotisserie chicken <laughs> uh, down your garbage disposal. Um, but uh, this has been the Snod Pod with John Snodgrass, your mortgage resource where we're talking real estate, plumbing, mortgages, and beyond. Uh, stay tuned. We got some more with Brian Fitzpatrick, Master Plumber. Coming up soon.